Welcome back, listeners, and welcome new listeners to Runkle Recaps. This is How I Met Your Podcast, episode, I'm sorry, season one, episode 20, best prom ever. Hi, Jen. Hey. Okay. Well, this episode wasn't as bad as, as, as I was anticipating or remembering, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I haven't seen it in such a long time. So I think some of the things that were fun in it surprised me. Playing the role of you tonight, I really didn't like it that much. I thought I was going to like it more. Well, I have it ranked all the way back at 147. Okay. So it's pretty far back in my rankings, but there were some things I liked about it, and, you know, including one of our favorite recurring guest stars. So yes. we'll get yeah. over to that. Do you have anything interesting to say about this episode before we get into it? I have a few things. Um, no, I don't have anything before. One exciting thing about our life is I get to hire people at my job Hooray. to work for me. All right. Just so you can start the chain of screaming? Yeah. I am going to totally be an artillery author <laughs> as a boss. No, even better, I'll be a, a drum... Hammond Druthers. Hammond Druthers, that's better. <laughs> so last week or the week before, probably last week, we were talking about Allison Hannigan, and I could have sworn she was on some cooking show, mm-hmm. and she is, in fact, on the Food Network on a Girl Scout cooking competition. What does that entail? I think they, the groups compete by designing and cooking Girl Scout cookies, and then there's judges. So it's not Girl Scouts doing the cooking. I don't know. I didn't dig that far in. Okay. The only point is, I was right. Good job. I have not heard of this show. Did you watch an episode for research? No, but I was just happy enough to know that I wasn't going crazy. <laughs> um, I was reading, rereading some pieces of Neil Patrick Harris's book, and there was something that we sort of brought up when we first started doing this podcast, that this is a multi-camera TV show, and yet there was not a live audience for it. And the reason for that, NPH addresses in his book, is that there's too many scenes. Right. I could see that. There's too many flashbacks and quick cuts. Yeah, there's. we talk sometimes about how the show gives you whiplash because you're going between two different split-up groups within the the core five. So do they then, like, show it to an audience, or is this, like, just pure laugh track? No, it's just laugh track. Hmm, that's kind of a rip-off. Another fun fact, do you know what giant role, movie role, Kobe Smolders turned down? I do not. Wonder Woman. Really? Yeah. Who turns down Wonder Woman? She just didn't want to be that famous. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good reason, then. And another fun thing? Well, could she have been? Well, I guess, yeah, because she was in the Marvel movies, but she wasn't a superhero in them, so I guess, yeah, she could have crossed over to DC and become Wonder Woman. And she, we, you and I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but she was in one of the Super Bowl ads. Oh, She okay. started one of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was for Toyota Highlander where she's sort of going from movie scene to movie scene, rescuing people that are sending people off, saying, there's no room for me, go on without me. And then she pulls <laughs> up in the truck and says, come on in, hop on in. I actually have not that's, seen that's a... really... Thank you. Uh, I have not seen a single commercial from the Super Bowl. I'm, I haven't seen the halftime show. I'm, like, very far behind on pop culture this week. And one more fun thing. I found out that someone famous was offered the role of Ted before Josh Radner that turned it down. Scott Foley? Really? Yeah. Okay. 
for those of you who don't know who that is, he was on Grey's Anatomy for a little while. Mm-hmm. He was Teddy's dying husband that she married. So right, she, patient turned husband. Yeah. And then he was on... Was He, he was on Felicity, wasn't he? Yeah, he was one of the two guys on Felicity, him and uh, Speedman, Scott Speedman. Right. Something like that. And then he was on what was the Kerry Washington show, Scandal. Uh, Scandal, for a while. I don't. I didn't read too much detail as to why he didn't take it, but yay! All right, lots of interesting facts today. We start. Uh, we start off this episode with Marshall and Lily running down the sidewalk, and then it freezes. And we get a kids' game-changing emergency. There was a game-changing emergency for for these two uh, after eight months of an, an engagement. And we get a quick flashback where Marshall and Lily... Or we get a flashback, I think, earlier that day where Marshall right. Marshall's telling like Lily... Five or minutes, ten minutes earlier. ...calling her on the phone saying, the Van Smoot became available, which is a wedding site. And it's super fancy. It's what they wanted for their wedding. And I guess it's typically booked up. So for them to have this opening is a really big deal and they have to jump on it or their nemesis nemesi nemesis is I don't know nemesi <laughs> <laughs> whatever the appropriate pronunciation is um, Todd and Valerie would get there first before we go to Todd and Valerie Van Smoot I'm pretty sure and correct me if I'm wrong or maybe we'll have to wait and see because I don't feel like doing the research in between now and then but I feel like that's the la- the last name of the girl or slash woman that used to live in their apartment before them that they eventually meet at that party. Yeah, no, so you're close. It's the Vance Vance Moot's the guy who's hosting the party. Oh, okay. So I guess it's possible that that guy's in the Vance Moot family that also owns that wedding the building at the wedding. Right. Site so is. it came up in some of the stuff I was looking at about the episode. It doesn't ever say, or at least you know, what I read didn't say that it ever made a direct connection, but it makes sense. And then also, I didn't know this, um, apparently the captain, his last name is Van Smoot. Oh, get out. Yeah, George Van Smoot. Well, that's a real through line that I never knew about before. Yeah, and I don't think that was Zoe's last name, so I don't know. We'll have to pay attention to that as you know, we get into that season. I don't remember that coming up. but. And then whatever that woman's name was, that was that formally rented their apartment and they meet at the party. She was actually one of the stars of Scandal as well. Oh. Okay. Unconnected to the rest of the coincidences. Interesting. Never seen Scandal either. So their weddings, if they, if they take the site, their wedding has to be in two months. So that's a tough decision for Lily, and it sort of sets off a, an array of fears in her or, you know. And that's a tough decision to make in... 30 seconds. This happened to me in my first marriage is that oh, yeah. they screwed up our date. We set a date for like a year out and then they called us a month later and said they double booked it, but they have oh, something geez. in six months. And so we just had to decide whether we wanted to drop the location or truncate our wedding planning. And so we chose the latter. And now that's why you're divorced. And then we talked yeah, we talked to a couple other couples or we could talk to another couple we knew, and this place did the exact same thing to them. Oh, my God. So apparently it's sort of a pattern of misbehavior by this location. You should do, like, a really old retroactive Yelp review. Or a serial podcast about <laughs> the scandal. <laughs> I'd listen to that. 
Okay, so they're competing with Todd and Valerie, who we meet, who they sort of run into on the street as they're all running to get to the van smooth. Every Ted, I think Ted says every couple has that other couple that they yeah, compete with. I don't know what with. that means. <laughs> no, I've never known anybody that has that issue. Only TV people. Right. Which I think Monica on Friends had sort of Right, a, the girl that wanted her dress. That ended up stealing her band mm-hmm. and she had to swap out for it. And that's what you and I didn't remember this episode that well. And that was kind of the thought that I thought was going to happen at the beginning. I was like, oh, are they going to book that band? But <laughs> no, that was Friends. <laughs> Once Lily, well, here's a question regarding that Todd and Valerie are going to go for it too. How does Marshall know that they're on their way right now? Yeah. I mean, I suppose the person that he spoke to on the phone from the Vance Moot could have said, uh, it's you and one other couple that were on the waiting list. And Maybe. they are going to come down to talk to us about it. So And I, they just assume it's, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a leap, but maybe they're frenemies enough that Todd sent him a text. Like, ha we're going to get it. Yeah, and this story doesn't really pay off. It doesn't really go mm-hmm. anywhere between them and Todd and Valerie. I like how when Lily decides that, yes, she will join him to go run to this place. Although, I'm not quite sure why he needs her. You know what? Just <laughs> she's, she's teaching kids. Right. Just go without her. Yeah, that's a good question. And he, he, on top of that, he ends up having to piggyback, run right. with her on his piggyback. But and I'm I li- not, you know, an expert on New York City, but... <laughs> What are the chances that they're even remotely near each other and able to run to this location? True. There's, there's a, lot of, a lot of holes in this story. <laughs> but I like how when Lily runs out of the classroom, she just yells, Kids, color! <laughs> right. <laughs> if Tyler was in that kindergarten class, it would have been Lord of the Flies by the time she got back. He would have been with, the leader. Yeah, with him as the <laughs> evil leader that makes sure the kid gets crushed under the rock. Kids get crushed under rocks? Have you read the book? No. And haven't seen the movie? No. Oh, God. Yeah, it gets really ugly. And this is a book they make kids read? (laughs) Yeah, I think, I want to say high school, though. Like 10th grade. Oh, yeah. I think is when we read it. I didn't have to read that. Yeah, a bunch of kids get stranded on an island. And then they end up murdering each other? I mean, at first it starts off kind of like, you know, we should start our own government. It's a military school. Kids are on military school. And eventually they start to kind of break up into two factions because they're, the, the, person in charge and his second his you know second in command kind of start to disagree and the second command kind of an, becomes an evil kid hmm. and it gets okay. it starts to get very dark at the very end like they're hunting the other kid oh yikes yeah it's it's pretty <laughs> grim um, oh, okay well <laughs> so they get to the building the same time as Todd and Valerie they all get into the elevator at the same time and then last minute Marshall says, quick stairs, and I like how Lily is of good enough mind, sound enough mind to go back in, <laughs> hit, all, all, the hit all the buttons. Now, they're just going to get off on two and then run up as well, but I guess... But they, they get enough of a head start. Yeah, supposedly. So, good job, Lily. Yeah, that was funny. We jump over to McLaren's, and the whole gang is there. I notice as they're sort of panning around the booth here, Barney actually has his arm behind Robin. Oh. Interesting. Neil, another thing that NPH mentions in his book is that he always thought there was sort of an interesting dynamic and match between, or similarities between Barney and Robin. And so he started to kind of play his scenes a little bit into that so that the writers would start to think about the two of them getting together. Yeah, interesting. So that apparently wasn't the plan from the get-go. It was more something that he tried to influence. 
And maybe they came to it on their own. Maybe he spoke to them later, but that was something that he was kind of angling towards, and so he would play it that way. Interesting. I'll have to keep an eye out for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, they get the Van Smoot. Marshall says it's on, like, the former Soviet satellite country, Azerbaijan. This was bad. I, it's still not as bad as I can't roll my eyes through a podcast, but if I could, that's what I'm doing right now. Like it's <laughs> usually you reserve that for things I say. <laughs> no, it's one of those like early season one Marshall bad jokes, and I feel like we get a few of them throughout. And I was just like, oh, not these again. I thought we were past these, <laughs> but it's fine. Uh. <laughs> they're they're stressed out because there's so little time to plan this. And they decide, well, it's possible if we split up responsibilities. Billy assigns, at first, Ted and Marshall to go to the florist and then says, never minds. And says, no, it's Ted and Robin. Oh, what did I say? Ted, Ted, Ted and Marshall. Marshall? Yeah, Ted and Robin is what I meant to say. And then she realizes what she said because there's awkward looks all around. And she says, actually, Ted, never mind. I need your keen architect <laughs> eye on the invitations. invitations. So horrible recovery. And... Uh, I love Barney's. Wow, that was really awkward, Lil. It's, and it's still, still awkward. awkward. <laughs> I didn't like the still awkward as much, but the re- the first one's yeah. really good. <laughs> I liked that too. Oh, before I forget, I want to give a shout out to someone that works in the same office as I do, Avni. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for listening. Hi. Um, she came to me. I, I told her about the podcast. Now I tell a lot of people about the podcast, and they don't listen to it. But <laughs> she said she like she listens to podcasts and likes How I Met Your Mother. And she came to me last week, and she said, or maybe it was earlier this week, and she said, "Steve, I listened was listening to podcasts. That word you used was really funny. Oh my god!" And so I thought she was like pointing out like a, a mistake I made. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, I just kind of re-listened to one of the early ones where I said informational instead of informative. <laughs> Uh-huh. And so I asked her, like, the next day, is that the one you were talking about? She's like, no. She finally tracked it down. It was, like, last week's. And it was pontificate. And she thought that it was funny I used the word pontificate. It's a good word. Yeah. Stands to reason, as Jen would say. Hey, stop stealing my catchphrase. Yeah, so we're, we're going to print T-shirts. One says, it's okay. And <laughs> it's the other says, okay. stands to reason. <laughs> These will be the dullest podcast shirts ever. They really will. No one will buy them. Okay. Barney's job for the wedding is not to sleep with anybody that Lily is related to, and he can't promise. We're at the apartment. Marshall walks in. Lily's kind of head laying down asleep on the coffee table, and she jolts up and yells, Band! I guess, you know, sort of occurred to her in her sleep that they had not thought about reserving a band, and that would be impossible to do in two months. Yeah, but, but Marshall's Mar- on top of it. Yeah, he likes the 88. They were at his law review party. And Ted's cousin Bonzo's wedding. There's so much going on with this conversation. <laughs> Whose name is Bonzo? I don't know that. Except for someone from um, Led Zeppelin. We have another really bad Marshall joke that the band was guilty on three counts of rocking. And then we have, yeah, I just have a weird Led Zeppelin reference that Ted makes, or that Lily actually makes. I guess John Bonzo was a band member of Led Zeppelin. I don't even, I think that was his nickname or something, based on what Lily said. It was a very weird reference. I like Led Zeppelin. I, outside of Robert Plant, I don't really know any names. No. Lily needs to see them before they can play, uh, see them first so that she can see if they can play their song. And Which Mar- I wonder, if you're two months out, like... 
do you not trust Marshall's opinion enough? Yeah, we get sort of on and off crazy Bridezilla Lily. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I can see her logic, but if she's already so stressed and has so much to do, it seems like she might defer this one to Marshall, but yeah, we need a reason to go to the prom, so on yeah. we go. Marshall says these guys are tough to see and book because they're like the wiggles of <laughs> wedding bands. Which is, again, another weird reference, but okay. I don't think I've ever seen the Wiggles. Why would you see the Wiggles? Well, we had a kid. Like, in concert or, like, on the television? On the television. Oh, no, I have not either. Okay. I mean, there's that fake Wiggles band, the, what was it, the Woggles on 30 Rock? Yeah. <laughs> that Jenna was dating. <laughs> I'm going to be the Yoko Ono. You know what's you weird? You want to be Yoko? <laughs> That was a different. I thought I thought the Yoko Ono reference was when Phoebe was dating Jack on Thirty Rock, and then she said to her, "Wait, you want to be Yoko?" No, I'm pretty sure it was when remember, Jenna no. was dating the Wiggles guy. Because remember, he, I guess there's a couple. Yoko she ono tries references. to make him spin off into like a solo career, and then I think she starts wearing like similar outfits. I can't remember. It was like okay, hat and sunglasses or something. There's <laughs> there's some corollary in that storyline. All right. I'll go with that. You know who was supposed to play Jenna before Jane Krasinski got her? What's her last name? Jane. I think it's Krasinski. No. Is that John Krasinski? Jan, Jane Krakowski? Oh, my Yeah, God. something like that. It was actually supposed to be, oh, what's her name from Saturday Night Live? That was De- Debbie Downer. Rachel Dratch? Rachel Dratch was actually supposed to play Yeah, Jane Jenna. Krakowski. It was Rachel Dratch because I heard a podcast. It's uh, Andy. <laughs> I'm having trouble with names tonight. The guy from uh, Conan. Richter. Andy Richter. His podcast, he was interviewing her, and she, she was. It was written for her to play Jenna, but then they decided to go to a completely different way. Yeah. She didn't explain the the reasoning that was given behind well, it. Well, she was in yeah. a lot of episodes, at least in the first season. I can't remember further on, but I feel like she was in the every episode in some random role in the first season. I think season. she kept coming back to it, but yeah, not as much as the first season. Okay, Ted tells Lily she's being a bit intense about the band, and Lily goes into kind of a speech about needing to cut her some slack no matter what she does in this, you know, wedding prep time phrase, and Barney comes in and makes a really bad, I just tasted, tasted the, the best. Care. Yeah, I'm not even going to go down that road. So there's a lot of bad lines in this episode. I really thought there, I was going to like it more. It's... Yeah, there's some good ones, and then there's a lot of bad ones, because I, I've noticed that in the last ten episodes there's been some really good episodes that are even great episodes, mm-hmm. and then even the ones that weren't as good didn't have as many bad lines as we had the first you know, right. five. But this one kind of reverted back to having a lot of bad lines. Yeah, there. this one was rough compared, I mean, especially yeah, last week's Mary the Paralegal was just brilliant. Yeah, and I mentioned we're going to suffer after Mary the Paralegal. We suffered through the last three episodes before we get to the brilliant season two. You know what I noticed is that I was looking for my rankings for Milk, the next one, and then the one after that, I forget what it's called. And I never watched the last one of this episode of this season to rank it. So your rankings are all wrong. My guess is it's not going to affect... It's all wrong. My, my guess is it's not going to affect anything below 150. So something it's might shift back a little. It's going to take you so much time to rearrange everything. Well, I will have to watch it and actually <laughs> mark down my, my scoring for it. 
whole that system's will. falling apart. Yeah, yeah. I, I, any more along that same line of jokes? No. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you're not freaking out more, though. I don't mind. Just all I have to do is shift them down the down the column a little further by all one right. spot. I guess that's true. <laughs> In my head, that was going to mean you had to like rearrange the whole order of all of them, but I guess that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know how rankings work. <laughs> I don't. I will say that when I did the my favorite guest star, recurring guest star rankings, I did a 32-man bracket tournament style. Oh, interesting. And then after I got first, second, third, and fourth, I had to take all the other ones and keep like re-tournament, so re-tournamenting the kind, them. This is the kind of work you're going to pass on to your intern when he starts. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting a full-time intern, and there's been some jokes about some of the things I'm going to have him do, but... I think my boss might start listening to this podcast, so it's all a joke. Hey, Vivek. They are. They, they find out that the 88s are going to be playing at a prom. It's like, yeah, we'll just go to that prom, and Lily finds out, yeah, they won't do that. They won't let us in. Why? Because we're adults. <laughs> and Barney says, well, we'll just sneak in. And Lily's on board. Yeah. We go to McLaren's. We got Lily, Barney, Marshall, and Robin. Robin commits to going with Lily to this prom because she didn't go to hers. She had field hockey nationals. Which, do you know what the issue is with this? She says she never played team sports. Yep. So now we have two between ice hockey and field, field hockey. hockey. Wow, she's really into the hockeys. And then when did she have time to be a, a Canadian pop star? Good question. Robin had a very busy teenage, <laughs> <laughs> teenage time frame. Barney has a cough space lesbian. Yeah, I don't know that it holds up 14 years later. Yeah, that was sort of a big theme of field hockey players, is mm-hmm. people would always kind of jump to that assumption. I don't know why field hockey players got such a uh, bad rap. Right. I don't remember them being particularly, you know, one-sided with their sexuality, at least not outwardly. Yeah, I realize just that, calling somebody a lesbian for the sport they play. Not great. I think... Field hockey was sort of the physically roughest sport that women were doing, at least, you know, back in the 90s. Now women are wrestlers and everything else, but mm-hmm. as far as, yeah. you know, sort of the collisions you could have, that was probably the most dangerous that women were doing. So I guess people would turn that into, oh, well, if you're doing, you know, a rough sport, you must be a lesbian. Sort of the old stereotypes that we don't perpetuate anymore. yeah. Not great. Okay. Barney argues that they're young enough to get into prom. He's like, I'm, I'm ageless, and <laughs> you two. He actually butters them up by calling them a couple hotties. Right. Ted suggests that they all go, but Robin counters that she doesn't seem comfortable with it. And so I think Marshall suggests that they do a guy's night out. Yeah, and then they act, both act really weird. About it. Yeah, Marshall's <laughs> like, you'll be a was. bad, bad man. And then Ted goes in, you'll be an outlaw. Yeah, that was really yeah, painful. I don't, was that supposed to be referencing something? I don't I don't get it. No, I don't think it was. I mean, it could have been, but nothing that I was familiar yeah, with. Yeah, it was weird. And then, yeah, Barney makes a weird Thelma and Louise joke and calls them lame, but then says he'll meet up with them later. Because <laughs> Barney doesn't ever want to be left out of things. Mm-hmm. We're at the apartment, and the 
women are trying on dresses. They come out in them, and Barney says, those are too classy. You need to go ho or go home, the way girls are dressing today. Yes, with the Ashley and the Lindsay and the Paris. I was trying to figure out who the Ashley was. Simpson? Maybe. I don't remember her being, like, particularly stripper-esque. Neither like do she I. She was a little, like, pseudo Oh, didn't punk. she? Was she... Wasn't she one of the ones that had a crotch flash? Not that I can think of. Okay. And then he tells the ladies to slot up instead of suit up. That was okay. Yeah, that's not bad. Lily and Robin are now looking at other dresses, like older dresses that they had. Lily finds the dress that she actually wore to prom, and then we get a flashback to 1996 when she was in prom, and we get a visit from our fourth greatest Recurring guest star, Scooter. <laughs> Yay, Scooter. And then that's when the episode starts getting good. Yeah. I'm really excited. I Going into this, I did not come close to remembering that we were going to get our first Scooter flashback. No, I did not remember that either, but it's so good. <laughs> Scooter and Lily are dancing at prom, and Scooter's got that... It's, it's lame to reference it to say it now, because they're just going to reference it later, but he does right. have a real Kurt Cobain-esque... Right look going. Yeah, and they both kind of have this dark rockery kind of thing going on. Where, yeah, Lily's hair is jet black and yeah, I'll in get, a black dress. I'll get to Lily's look cause in, in a second because that oh, okay. I, I have a theory about that. Oh, interesting. So he's telling her that he he's really excited he got into umpire school. He's in. And Lily goes, disco! Which I think became popular <laughs> for just a minute because Uma Thurman's character said it on Pulp Fiction, uh-huh. and who does Lily look like with her hair in this episode? Oh, interesting. So I think she's doing a whole Uma Thurman from Pulp Fiction thing. Okay, that makes sense. Because in, there's a scene where John Travolta's character gets to the house to pick her up to take her out on sort of the non-date date at, at his boss's house. He's the wife, She's the wife of his boss, okay. Marcellus. And he gets there, she buzzes him in, he's in the living room, and she's sort of speaking through a speaker and giving him directions of, you know, you can go make yourself a drink, put on music, yada yada. And she's like, I forget what she's telling him to go do. Oh, she's telling him to, if you want to say something back to me, you got to use the speaker, the intercom. The intercom's to your left against the wall, and he's kind of dopey because he's on heroin at the time. Look around for it, and she's like, warmer, warmer. And then when he finds it, she goes, Disco. And so I think that's why Lily's using that, and that's why she has sort of the, the Uma Thurman look in this. Hmm. Okay. Well, All right. I do like Scooter's like, no, I'm not going to be an umpire. We're going to be an umpire. Like, no, she, she says, you're going to be an ump some, um, umpire someday. He goes, no, babe, we're going to be an umpire someday. <laughs> such a weird thing to say. It was really good, though. <laughs> so this was 96. Pulp Fiction was in 94. I, this is kind hmm. of, I guess, a delayed reaction to the movie. But it was really big throughout the mid-90s, so I guess yeah. it could have reverberated that long. We're back at the apartment. Barney actually gets them corsages, and Robin yeah. tears up, and they leave. I was thinking when he was giving them the corsages that it was like a setup to, you know, the typical Barney says something that seems really nice, but then it turns out to be just right. a setup for him to say something disgusting. Right. No, it was, yeah. And this Genuinely was just nice. Sweet. Yeah. It's very out of character for Barney. Ted looks ready to go out. He's and we're ready for tonight. And Marcia goes, one thing first. <laughs> Stuff 200 envelopes. Yeah, this was really crappy of Marshall. 
Like, I do like how he says, we can make a game out of it. We'll, each, we'll see who can get to 100 first. And some people, you'll get a big prize. <laughs> What's the prize? <laughs> we never find out. We get to the prom, and there's security outside. Lily says, well, I used to get into clubs all the time when I was younger. It's all about confidence. I do like her. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Woo. Happy prom, We're everybody. going to prom! Woo-hoo! <laughs> and, like... The way she's looking around right. and just being so obvious. Like, <laughs> security goes, um, you're adults. And they just don't even they just turn around. argue about it. They just turn around. <laughs> Lily tries to explain her way through and says, you know, they just want to look at the band. And why wouldn't they let them do that? Like, worst case scenario, okay, maybe you don't want adults crashing the prom. Go with them for five minutes. Yeah, this is just very convenient for the story to... Include Barney trying to break in. And right. It just seems very unlikely that they'd have such a strict policy at this prom. I think maybe if Lily had mentioned that she's a New York City school teacher, she might have gotten some leniency here. I don't know. Is there a rivalry between New York and New Jersey? Or was this in New Jersey? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Good point. That wouldn't have worked then. I have a fun fact. The guy that's talking to them is the writer of the episode. No, no kidding. She said that her wedding's in two. He goes, two months, and you're just looking. And she, like, she pulls uh, Claudia and and charges at him and has to be held back. (laughs) And then then she gets mammed. So she's having a rough evening. And, yeah, very conveniently, they tell them that they have to be a student or the date of a student in order to get in. So that leads us to our next adventure. Yeah, where Robin and Lily just find a couple sort of nebbish guys standing there and offer to be their dates. Now, typically with a prom, you've had to have bought tickets. Right. And with ours, I think you, if you were bringing somebody that didn't go to the school, you had to, like, tell them in advance there was an age limit. <laughs> oh, really? hmm Wow. Yep. But, yeah, it's New Jersey. Barney says he'll, he'll find a way in. <laughs> yeah. So they get in. The band, right as they walk in, the band's taking a break. Uh, one of the nerds offers Robin a drink from a flask, and she she says, okay, why not, and has some. She's like, I am at prom. I love, even before she took the sip, I was like, this is going to end up being cough syrup. And I don't think I was remembering it that way. I think it just, it seemed logical right. that that's how, the way they were going to go with it. <laughs> and he points out that um, they their fake IDs only say that they're 20. Yeah. What kind of nerds are they? <laughs> so... Yeah, Robin points out life's going to be kind of rough for them if they're nerds who are bad at math. Lily approaches the band leader and asks if he knows good feeling, and she goes into a long explanation. He's like, I'm really high right now. <laughs> Just give me the sheet music. <laughs> like, I kind of like this exchange. The nerd asks Robin, you buzzing, baby? She goes, After one sip of coffee. She's like, no, but I do think my phlegm is much looser. <laughs> so weird. And they all seem pretty excited about this. Like they all like smile and are nodding their heads. Sort of a weird reaction to that <laughs> comment, but I thought it was sort of cute. They're back at, we're back at the apartment with Marshall and Ted. They're working the envelopes. How do they get? I, I, I note that they are starting talking, starting to talk about a bar fight. Yeah, Ted kind of makes a comment that yeah, they shouldn't be there doing that. They should be, you know, out at the bars getting into fights. Right, and he said, you know, Ted says, you know, if, if we got into a fight, I would totally have your back. And Marshall just kind of uh-huhs. Him. Right. 
<laughs> I kind of like this. Marshall doesn't seem to think that Ted would be much help. Yeah, and I thought this was a throwaway, but it does come back. Yeah, and then Ted gets up and does a bad fighting pantomime. He does this move qu- quite a bit during the course of the show. Of When he talks about how he can fight, he kind of does some weird kung fu moves. Yeah. Robin calls back to the house to ask Marshall to bring some sheet music for their song. Marshall asks if Ted can come. I kind of like Ted's. Don't ask that. That's so lame. I don't even want to go. Yeah, they do this a few times throughout the course of the show of them sort of acting high schoolish. Mm-hmm. When someone points out that I don't know. Usually, it's when someone has a crush on someone else. Like, shut up. No, I don't. <laughs> you do. They do that a lot. This is a little more fitting because they're actually talking about a high school prom. Right. Robin okay's it and eventually. I mean. <laughs> It's not Robin's call either. Like, Marshall needs to do this thing. Like, he can bring Ted and it's fine. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, That's a good, good point. It's a good setup for Robin to, you know, kind of go into a little diatribe about why it would be weird. And then we get to see Barney breaking in through the window. And then immediately being oh, yeah. confronted by the security and being carried out. And Robin doesn't even notice. Right. Yeah, that was, that was a decent sidekick. And then he gets off the phone with Robin and tells Ted she totally wants you to come. <laughs> right. Lily is in the bathroom with Robin and she's talking no. to her. No? No, Lily is on the bleachers. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, the bathroom's still pretty far away. You're right. She's the, she's in the bleachers with the date, with the nerd. I think she's just sitting by herself and then Robin walks up. Oh, that's right. Okay. But she's talking about how it's all moving too fast and then gets immediate flashback to her prom and we get her and Scooter again. Yeah, and Lily's kind of giving him a speech about how... A very long speech. Yeah, she doesn't want her life to be decided already and Scooter's really bad at this and tries to <laughs> say, like, no, we're just gonna, you're gonna go to college and I'm gonna go to umpire school and then we're gonna move to my dad's house and then we're gonna get married and we're gonna have kids, we're gonna grow old together. What's decided about all that? <laughs> He's very bad at trying to argue his point. And she confesses that she really only dated him because he looks kind of like Kurt Cobain. <laughs> but he could look more like Kurt Cobain. <laughs> yeah, he could be totally different. He could look even more like to- Kurt Cobain. <laughs> he could totally change. Oh, poor Scooter. Does Scooter ever have a happy ending? I don't think we get a happy ending for Scooter. Oh, poor Scooter. You mean Bill? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with Bill? We're back to the current day prom, and the nerds want to dance. Lily's dancing with Andrew, the bigger guy, the heavier guy, and she just projects all over this guy. Yep. And, you know, tells him what his future will be and how he's going to ruin it, you know, by meeting a girlfriend in college and... And he's just excited, like, oh, you think I'm going to meet a girlfriend? (laughs) Like, he seems pretty keen. He does turn out to be tough. (laughs) Ted and Marshall walk into the prom and come upon... Oh, no, you missed it where Robin gets puked on. Yeah, I didn't really care for that much, that much. I mean, it comes back. Robin got puked on. So then Ted and Marshall walk into the prom and come upon someone in a (laughs) turtle costume. And you can hear Barney inside. How'd you get in here? (laughs) <laughs> Marshall's like, what's it to you, giant turtle? <laughs> and then he reveals it's it's Barney. Now, it was I couldn't tell whether Marshall knew it was Barney and was joking, because he kind of laughed after he took the, ha- the head off. Right. 
Yeah, I don't think they did know it was him. The first time I didn't think they did, and then when I saw you watching the scene and I, as I was walking and I was watching it with you for a second, and it almost seemed like Marshall was joking. But I, I, think, yeah, it wor- I think it works better if he didn't know, so I'll, let's just assume he didn't <laughs> right. give them the benefit of the doubt. Right, and so Barney says he paid a janitor $200 for the mascot costume. When they just snuck in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just walked right in. I thought Ted's joke about slow and steady won the race. It was pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. It wasn't great, but it was, it was, it was not bad. Marshall goes up and asks Andrew whether, where his wife Lily is. Andrew gets very offended by this reference to his wife and says she's with me tonight. And it's weird. Like, why did Marshall think to ask this one random kid who happens to be the one that Lily's been hanging out with? I didn't think about that. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You're right, but. it doesn't. <laughs> So they start to get into a little sort of a shoving match. <laughs> Andrew pulls out nunchucks, hits Marshall in the arm with it, and yells, Nunchucko! <laughs> and then Ted just tackles him to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Ted had his back. And now Lily and Robin are in the bathroom. Yeah. So now in the bathroom, Robin comes right out and asks Lily if she's having second thoughts. Lily says, yes, but not about Marshall, but about myself. And then we go to another flashback of Lillian's, you know, pouring her. She's in a, I'm not sure if we can tell she's in college here. I don't think it says it. But she's kind of, you know, the camera's just on her and she's pouring her guts out about her dreams and a bunch of crap. And it turns out, as they pan the camera around, she's talking to a very attentive young Marshall. Yeah. And then she plays the stereo that she was setting up. Now, she's in there setting it up, but we find out later that the reason why Marshall was in her room is because she knocked on his door and said she needed help setting up her stereo. Right. If I'm remembering that correctly. And yet she's doing all the work there. Yeah, maybe he did something first. Who knows? So it's weird because she's talking about how she never had any of these experiences that she always dreamed of. And says she never traveled, and but she, she we do find out she went to France, or we already found out right. she went to France for a semester. Maybe that's not enough. Maybe she. Wanted I mean, to most do people more. go traveling for a couple of weeks. She was there for a presumably, a, yeah, presumably three or four months. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like she had this dream of because I mean, she even says like, I don't care if I have to work as a waitress for five years. Like, she would have made more than as a teacher. <laughs> that's where she waitress. Maybe she can ask Scooter. At any rate, she's after she plays the or puts the stereo together. She plays Violent Femmes. Um, oh, I forget the song. Good feeling. Or, good feeling. Yeah, good song. Yeah. Were you ever a Violent Femmes, Femmes fan? Mm-mm. I liked Blister in the Sun. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody likes that song, but and this I don't song. No, I, I didn't know this song. I think there's a the couple show. others. I, I need to revisit their their catalog. Yeah, I. I think there's probably I'd probably enjoy know. listening to them again. Robin comforts her a little bit and offers her, you know, a lesbian experience and gives her a little peck on the lips. I wonder if this immediately goes into Lily having a crush on Robin or if that <laughs> takes a little longer. Yeah, it's a good question. It's not long after, I think, not many episodes after where she talks about, you know. No, there. I actually, um, <laughs> on the site I was looking up, you know, random facts, there's actually like a whole article length like listing of all the times 
that Lily mentions something Robin. about how hot Robin is or how Robin pops into her dreams or they should make out. Like, I was like, wow, that, that was a yeah, lot so, of times. <laughs> so I wonder when the next one is. Like, how far out are we from... Is, is it close enough to think that this might have been a spark that lit a flame? I don't think... I mean, it's hard to say. It's the most innocuous of kisses, I mean. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but no, because I mean, Lily's not going to be around for a while in season two. So I think it might, I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to look at it. I'd be surprised if it happens in she's season actually, two. She's actually not gone very long. Cause I think she's only gone like one episode. Is that it? Yeah, it's it's much shorter than you'll remember. Okay. And even even when she's gone, she's still kind of, they're doing... They're doing projection into what Marshall thinks she's doing right. when she's having like dinner with George <laughs> Clinton. Clinton. Well, no, I just meant she's not like with the group to be making these comments. True. Okay, we're outside the prom, and there's a bunch of hubbub between the security and the three guys. And Marshall still needs to hear them play the song, so he still needs to get back in there. Or I guess they're and are they announcing at this point that they're. About to play it, I think. No, but I think he just realizes, like, or maybe he can kind of hear the band, you know, getting back to it. So Barney sacrifices himself, get takes back the (laughs) The turtle turtle head, head and gets chased, and so Marshall and Ted are able to go right back in. The song is playing. Five thousand dollar mascot costume. Yeah, I couldn't remember what happened here, so I thought in my head that the three of them were just going to take off running. Because, you know, you're threatening them right now. Why should they stand there and wait <laughs> right. to get in trouble? The song plays, Marshall and Lily dance, and then Ted and Robin dance to it as well. Yep. And there's some lame prom talk between Ted and Robin, but uh, it was nice to see them make up. Well, he's not forgiven yet, but... Yeah. But she missed him. The door's open just a smidgen now. And then we get a weird flash to Barney giving advice to the nerds. And his yeah. advice is... Don't wear jeans to a strip club? Yeah. Which is kind of gross. Does he mention wearing sweatpants? No, he's he always just, in a suit. Yeah, he just says, I, I, yeah, and that's why you don't get your money's worth if you wear jeans. I know to a strip what he's club. saying, but I'm not going to say no, it. No, we don't need to <laughs> go into the details. It's just a really weird because it's just like literally that one line, and then it like doesn't go back to that anymore. The last shot is of. Lily and Marshall dancing, and Marshall says, I can't believe we're going to be married in two months. And Lily's like, yeah, two months. So yeah, Lily does not look This is a quick descent into Lily having really bad nerves about this wedding. and Yeah, which is weird, because I, I mean, I guess part of it is, too, they've been together for so long. So I guess it's not that she's worried about being with him, but yeah, it's, what does that say about the rest of her life and the things she thought she was going to accomplish and not... Hasn't, I guess, because she's been in this relationship, but I don't, I don't know. You can travel with a partner, you can, (laughs) yeah, there's not, you know, necessarily as much freedom if you want to live this, you know, quote unquote, bohemian lifestyle, but there are ways that you then go through life together. So it's weird, but, you know, everybody approaches marriage differently. Well, that was beautiful, Jen. (laughs) I you know at the end of the day yeah you can kind of vilify her for what she ends up doing, but it, I've said this before this leads to some really good stories yeah when oh, Marshall's yeah. on his own and for Lily's sure. kind of on her own and I you know I wouldn't trade it for the world. 
Okay, I don't have a list or a ranking or anything this episode. And I don't have any more fun facts. I, I did all my fun facts. Next episode is milk. Yep. And I think they call it that because Lily says she's going out for milk, but really she's going to that interview. Right. So that Lily surreptitiously goes to interview for a, an art program out in San Francisco. At the same time, Ted is called back by the matchmaking business, who's now owned by a corporation, and told they found him a match finally. Yep. I don't remember this one being all that exciting, but... This one is much further back than tonight's episode (laughs) in my rankings. And I'm not sure about the one after that, because I have to watch it and rank it. (laughs) But yeah, no, this one, this next one's not great. It might be a very short podcast. Yeah, I think it's another one of those, you know, just moving the pieces around, kind of getting characters into the places they need to be to jump off to other storylines. Mm-hmm. So, eh, it's fine. I haven't seen it in a long time, so. Okay. Hopefully it held up better than this one. We only have two more, and then we're at season two. Yeah. We can do it. We can totally do it. We've been doing it. Yep. Why don't you let the listeners know where they can find us? You can find us at runklerecaps.com at Runkle Recaps on Twitter, at underscore How I Met Your Podcast underscore on Instagram, and at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. Thank you, Jen. So you're welcome. Reach out. Let us know what you're thinking about, what your thoughts are on season one, what you're looking forward to about season two, um, any other thoughts you might have. Well, Jen and I have a bottle of cough medicine cooling in the fridge that we're going to drink, <laughs> so... We have to attend to that, and we'll talk to you next week. 